Welcome to the Connor Churlin Podcast, where I, Connor Churlin, meet up with a musician, hear about what makes them tick, what life experiences they're bringing into their music. And on today's episode, we have Quinn Christofferson, an Alaskan singer-songwriter who won the 2019 Tiny Desk Concert with his entry, Erase Me. Since winning that contest, Quinn has been able to tour and create music full-time, and in the interview, you can hear us talk about the beauty of winter, support of his father, finding good people to work with. Stick around till the 30-minute mark to hear Quinn's song, Bubblegum. Enjoy! I noticed in all interviews, everyone wants to know what the weather is in Anchorage, so I figured I would just take that out of the way and just go ahead and look it up myself. It was 34 as a high, and I was like, all right, we can just move on past that. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. I mean, it's a piece of the United States, but people treat it like it's like Mars or something when it comes to... Other places have winter. Are there like dis- big distinguishments between your winter and like other high up on the equator winters? I think it's just the length. It's yeah. so long, you know, it's like eight months of dark and cold. But yeah, I like winter. I wouldn't be here if I didn't sure. like it. But yeah, always towards the end, it's like, wow. Yeah, that was a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what do you look forward to when winter starts? Um, skiing, ice skating, hiking, and having like bonfires and all that like fun outdoor stuff. Nice. Uh, yeah. What kind of weather do you need to make that reasonable? Well, we have to wait for the lakes to freeze to ice skate on them. So mm-hmm. that starts around late December. Or I mean, actually, early December. Just depends on the year, really. But this year, it started around early December. We could skate and then um, skiing a little bit, like around the same time, because we got to wait for the snow to come to the mountain. Yeah, so there is like a little bit like of a waiting period for the fun stuff to start. But how far out can you skate? That seems to me, I feel as someone who like, I can ice skate. But, like, I've never ice skated on a solid body of water. It's been, like, Uh, man-made on the earth. It's so fun. It's, like, there's nothing like it because you you have the whole, like, landscape and scenic part of it. And then it's also, like, so much bigger. Like, a lot of people don't know, but there's three million, over three million lakes in Alaska. Yeah, there's, like, a really nice lagoon right in town. And the city actually... um, hot mops it like they do with regular regular ice rinks Ooh, yeah so it's nice like they they measure it out and they make sure it's like 12 inches thick of ice and then they take the trucks on it mop it and then we just have the best kind of like there's an area for hockey and then there's an area to do like loops and then there's and people always bring their dogs because the dogs like to run around too and then they have a fire barrel out there in the municipality puts wood out there so you can start up a fire and warm up and everything that's crazy yeah Um, chocolate it's good okay so 12 inches of ice fire i imagine there's like a big like brick platform that they put the fire on top of or i don't know why it doesn't like melt but no they just put a barrel no on the ice it doesn't sink no what it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy it is it's so funny. wait wait how is that possible 
Yeah, maybe they put it like near the edge. Like okay. On, well, on this particular one I'm talking about, there's like a little island in the middle, and so I think they put the barrel near that, but it doesn't melt. That is bananas. Yeah, there's plenty of cold. Yeah. <laughs> do you hockey? Do you circle? What it? What's what's your What's your vibe out there? I do it all. Like, depends who I'm going with. Like, if I'm going with my dad, we're going to be, you know, passing the puck around. Nice. If I go with my dog, I kind of got to keep, just kind of skate her around. And then if you go with friends, you just do do whatever they like. It's so interesting. Seasonal, seasonal activity, like seasonal sports. Like in California, everything is year round. Right. And like, if you're not year round, then like, you're not dedicated enough, you know? (laughs) Okay, so are there ways to get out your hockey jitters outside of winter? I'm really going into the winter thing. Sorry to be so stereotypical. Yeah. (laughs) Because this is how you stay alive here. You know, you can't just stay inside all winter. That is like, I think that's when people start to like hate this place. Sure. yeah, in in summer, I mean, I rollerblade and roller skate. I don't. I was just kind of getting into roller skating, but um, rollerblading for sure. Just kind of going around town and all year. People bike though. People get the fat tire bikes and stud the tires for winter and kind of just go on the trails all winter long. Cool. Bike in the summer and all that. So it's cool. Like it's like work with what you got. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, that's impressive. You mentioned uh, your dad um, in the NPR contest. There was a week where you could only tell one person, and you <laughs> told your dad. Yeah. Um, which I found fascinating because really? I was like, M- I don't think that would be the standard answer for most people our age. I'm 29. How old are you? I'm 29. Yeah. No. Uh, hey. <laughs> uh, how old do people think you are? Um. I think they think I'm 29. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. People assume I'm like 22. It's okay. um, No, uh, I do get carded a lot for everything. Yeah. 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 And one time I was like, just when I wear the mask lately, they think I'm a lot younger. Sure. And like, because I'm like, I don't know. I was. Because your eyes have seen so few. I guess. I'm not sure. But they're like asking me my age to, you know, asking where my parents are. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> um, parents, dad. Uh, so you told your dad. Tell me about your relationship with your dad. Because that, I mean, if that's the one person you told, that sounds yeah. like the sickest relationship. Yeah. Yeah, we're really tight. I couldn't have think who else I could tell. I mean, that's definitely the person that's like championed my music since i you know first picked up a guitar whatever it was like and he always like loved it gave me tips to try to get better and and whatnot and like you know i definitely did get like better but i used to just rush through my songs like Hmm. i started out at like open mic you know at the dive bar and i was so nervous to be on stage I remember just playing my song like so, so fast. Like, I just wanted to get through with it and get off, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I would see my dad in the way back of the bar just being like, slow down. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't, you know? Um, but yeah, like, I just I just kept getting better. And he, he never, I don't know, he never told me, like, it was bad. That means a lot. So when I finally, like, won and 
like I felt what I was doing was enough. I was like, who else to tell? That's really special. You you do know that that's like uncommon for like the the musician in the family to feel like their dad is like super supportive. That's like not normally the narrative. My dad is also yeah. like extremely supportive and yeah. has been since the start. Um, and I think my dad's really special because he lost his dad when he was 16. Mm. And so everything heroic that he could have ever projected onto his father, that's what he made as his own uh, his own identity. He was like, I'm going to be whatever my kids need them to be, and I'm going to encourage them to be who they are as much as they can. Um, yeah. wh- why... Why do you feel like your dad is is that level special? Like, wh- where do you think that comes from in him? Yeah, that's a familiar feeling you described. I I remember like being you know seven years old and seeing the mailman go by and being like, "Wow, that's like seems like such a fun job." <laughs> and <laughs> I look at my dad and he goes, "Yeah, I mean, try it out." <laughs> wow, well, it was it was never. You know, nothing was ever off the table, like whether it was chasing art or creativity or like, you know, be a postman or or whatever it was. It was like every single thing I wanted to do or thought I could do. He he really like 100 percent supported it. You know, wow. it was like I had no questions about like that ever. And I do think that's special. Yeah. Were his parents like that? Yeah, for sure. Cool. He has stories. He. He had a, a like garage rock grunge band when he was, you know, a teenager and his mom never ever once told them to stop practicing or to turn it down. She That's just so cool. had them in the garage, you know, all hours of the day and night cooking dinner and he says he remembers how, how special that was of her to never shut down his music and Wow. Yeah, he passed that on for sure. Wow. Do you, speaking of just like playing music too loud in whatever house you're in, do you live alone? How does how does that work with whoever you live with? Yeah, I, I have a house. This is my little um, studio, kind of what I I make the noise in here. And, nice. Um, yeah, I have a partner, and she works not from home, so it works oh. out that I work from here. And like, yeah. yeah, you make noise all day, and nobody hears it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's really it's nice. nice. That's really nice. Tell me a little bit about the connection to the place that you are. P- part of what I do for this research is I like listen to other interviews and you talking about like you have this deep connection to the place that you are because your relatives' ancestors have been there forever. Also, like the the music industry exists in like Nashville and Los Angeles there are other places that are like more more hubs the the reason why I'm asking this question is because right now I'm in like this opposite time where I'm moving to Los Angeles and feel really disconnected from place trying to trying to meet people tell me about the musical connections or the inspirations that you pull from Alaska and what what makes that sort of evergreen for you well I used to feel that way too. Like I had to get out of here, and if I wanted to make something out of myself, of my music, and and that's when I wrote "Loaded Gun," which is a, one of the songs off my EP. It I really wrote it. Like I I thought I was never gonna get out of Alaska and play music and kind of go on the road, and because we feel stuck here, 
you know we don't get a lot of artists that come here because it's pretty out of the way and mm -hmm. it's it's an interesting place like to to be creative yeah I felt stuck then when I you know one tiny desk and found myself being able to to tour and focus on music and kind of live that like creative passion dream things kind of like changed like my mentality changed like I ne I didn't feel the need to like move anywhere else like I, mm. I saw that you know I get to be where home is and around the people that I love and then I get to travel for work tour around and I don't know if that just comes with like the privilege of being able to do music now sure. or you know with finding that it's not about where I'm at it's more about who I'm with right and, you know they probably go together too but yeah I feel like really good when I'm at home nowadays one of the people who you're with I mean I, f I found you through Nick um yeah. who like and I found him through him playing uh lonely good at being lonely no rabbit uh, no the, uh, <laughs> I'll name all of his songs yeah. <laughs> you're just naming the hits I know the <laughs> I know. hits <laughs> Give me back my soul. There it Give is. Give back my soul, yes. Oh my gosh, found it. What a boring way to say, yeah, I heard, I heard about you through Nick. <laughs> um, as, as one of the artists who sticks around Anchorage and who plays with you, what has that relationship meant to you creatively and just like as a friend? Means the world. Yeah, he's like definitely one of my biggest collaborators and... Um, best friends and it's been so nice to like create with him because we've learned to like evolve our relationship in many different ways like obviously we came into this really good friends and collaborators thinking you know no one would ever hear these songs mm -hmm. you know we've gotten to continue that and you know write more songs and perform them in places we never thought yeah. at the end we just continue to grow that relationship we're working on a a song just like through text right now like cool. line for line you know like it's just we we we've learned how to like stay alive i guess and figure that out what does collaborating with you musically normally look like um like what are what are certain things that you feel like you need while writing with someone do you write lyrics with someone like on on the spot or is that something you generally need more space with i do it all <clears throat> okay. i think there's i think like the joy of collaboration for me is that there's no formula mm -hmm. you know there i can't like sit down and say this is what me and so and so is going to do because it should be totally different every time you mm -hmm. know depending on what you feel like bringing to the table that day or you know where your head's at or who you're working with and and I don't even necessarily think you need like two musicians to write a song I don't know I just think about yeah meeting people where they're at what that day, what whatever that day is yeah you're saying you don't need two musicians you're saying that one could be a musician and the other could just be a normal um, a painter or a carver yeah, or yeah. A, a storyteller have you done that I don't think I've worked with other like artist mediums, but that's like something I really want to do. Yeah. Um, as far as like working with maybe someone who doesn't write songs, but like they write words. Yeah, I've, I've done that for cool. sure. Do you find that there's like a level of vulnerability that needs to be 
common between the two people or are there other scenarios where one person comes in kind of business-like and maybe you're more vulnerable or vice versa? Mm. No, I think you got to get out of the business mind for sure. Like yeah. for, for me, like that's never why I'm writing songs. So mm. I can't really, I don't think I would vibe with that. Yeah. But like I said, I'll try anything twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said you'll try anything twice? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Try anything twice. Yeah. That's fair. I feel like I've gotten to the point where I'll try anything once. <laughs> and I, I used to say twice and then I would do it twice and be like, that was the same. I got to yeah. stop. This <laughs> I know. I'm probably too forgiving. When you when you went full time with music, it seems like NPR is kind of this like big pivot point for you of feeling like Loaded Gun. P.S. Loaded Gun sounds so much like a COVID song. Like I thought that was all about being in COVID and being like, yeah, this... that, yeah, I kind of thought that I was like, oh, man, putting this song out at this time, it could speak to something else. Yeah, I don't know. At the end of the day, I, I realized that, you know, when you put a song out, it is for everyone to like make it what it is for them. And so it's everything. Did, did you have tours planned during uh, like tours planned and then COVID hit and then you had to reschedule everything? Totally. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I had Europe tour planned and Jeez. you know some festivals and stuff and yeah, were those able to get rescheduled or I don't think so. I'm okay. working on some other dates right now, but okay. nothing like like that I can announce yet. Sure, sure, sure. When you first heard about COVID, did you do the like most healthy thing and just like take some time off and like heal and be by yourself for a bit, or w- were you like more like me and just panicking and spinning your wheels? Every day? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of just like leaned into it. I set up the studio in March of 2020. So wow. I think when COVID hit, I was like, hmm, okay. Now I can kind of step back and uh, work on music in another way. Yeah, so I set this studio up and I kind of learned how to record everything and do all that good stuff and make demos and yeah collaborate from afar you know it's much easier now with my own stuff and mm-hmm. I feel like I just kind of leaned into that and kind of figured out how to wake up every day and like come in here and sit down and create and you know or not like don't don't force it if it's if it's not there what are you doing when it's not there I go out and live life find nice. what is there listen to people talk think timeline wise like sitting there's there's like a discipline involved and like i'm gonna put myself in this chair or in this room and i'm gonna sit down and like figure out if anything is coming out or not Mm. at what point do you if nothing is coming out like at what point do you call it and switch gears i don't know like start to get hungry (laughs) (laughs) i keep it pretty low-key it's like yeah i think the rule in this room I'm in is don't worry about product and just like have fun with the process and that's the point and like there's so many songs like that I have that started out where I was like this is not a thing you know Mm -hmm. and over time they just turn into things and yeah I think it's like really fun that way okay so you became full-time around NPR and then like at, at what point because it, it seems like you do have discipline 
in this, but you also are go with the flow. So it's this really yeah. like, interesting mix <laughs> of a good, like. It's a good point. <laughs> you like, <laughs> you, and you came out with an EP like a couple months ago, and you're coming out with an EP in a couple months. So there's there is a lot of drive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it yes. it seems so. Like how how are you setting your goals? Well, I'm. I'm hungry, you know. To you said that, and that's songs. that's when you get up and move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I have that, you know, that like passion. I think it in an artistic job or you know mindset, you have to do what is going to fuel your creativity. For me, you know, I love sitting down in the studio and playing guitar, or writing songs. But I know that th this isn't where all the songs start. You know, this is where none of the songs start. This is like, I I don't write any stories that like where I'm in here. You know, <laughs> all the stories that yeah. come from out there, yeah, and from life and from people in love and and all that. So, if if I don't know what story to tell, I I know I just gotta go out there and talk to someone or whatever it is. Go for a skate. You know, that's where it starts. And so. If I don't feel like being creative, I guess, in that way, I try to just put my um, mind on, like, a different artist artistic thing that I like to do, like sewing or drawing or um, anything that just takes my mind in a different path. And then I could do that for a couple of days and then come back and it's, like, fresh, fresh start. Wow. It's very healthy. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who uh, does not drink, I feel like bars are like the way that I collect the majority of stories. Mm. Um, I I come off as so um, sarcastic. I feel like my tone is like incredibly sarcastic, so people don't understand that it's actually like very sincere, overly sincere. So like when when the bars aren't like the aren't the the space to, to to get to know people to hear those long stories do you just ice skate next to someone and just kind of follow them being like what are you doing like where where are you finding these additional stories no they're not even that i'm i'm hearing them it's like you know you're having them you're always talking with people along the way mm -hmm. you know the coffee shop or grocery store or um, your own life people are going through things and extrapolate from that I think it's just about like really like listening I don't know for me I kind of like write what's on my on my mind just kind of try to stay present yeah do you find common themes or like as you continue to put out music have you found some common themes that you just tend to keep revisiting in a different way hmm. themes um a common theme probably would be nostalgia. As far as revisiting things, I think like any of the songs I've written or stories I've told, that is just one look at them. And so if I ever feel like I didn't tell enough or I didn't tell the right side, I can always go back and write a different hmm. different side to that and, and that sort of thing. So I think songs can age in a certain way and as we grow, you know, I'm allowed to tell another side, too, at totally. some point, if I feel yeah. inclined. 
It's a great transition. Speaking of songs and aging and nostalgia, I'd love to hear Bubblegum if you wouldn't mind. For sure, yeah. I am bubblegum I better walk before I run I'm too willing now I'm six years old I am too much cologne I break the rules and come home stoned I'm a I 
So good. Little acoustic session. That's great. It, it's <laughs> so you. the, I mean, if, if it's really well with those, those verses, those verses are so quiet, like yeah. vocally. So it fits, it, it fits the space really well. Thank you. Too much cologne is such a good line. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that line. I can still smell locker rooms from junior high. <laughs> And that's it. Just blows my mind. Like Axe body spray. Yeah. Oh, be- because remember the commercials? Uh. There was like they had a chocolate one, and they would like <laughs> spray this dude, and then he became chocolate, and women literally showed up and ate this man on television. Of course, we bought that. Yeah, I was like, um, yeah, I want to be noticed, mom. Yes. <laughs> so I'm gonna buy this mace. <laughs> They could literally start fires. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's such a little boy thing to do. Just <laughs> start making flamethrowers at school. I don't know who I am as a chorus. One, strong, right? Everyone relates. But also, I would imagine on the road, I would imagine that'd be like a very interesting, like as you continue to play that, the thought... Like, I feel like that'd be extremely meditative and probably very helpful for you to figure out who you are, um, especially, like, just singing it over and over and over. Like, your your brain would probably, like, go into those spaces. So, like, what what has that answer been for you of, like, what... Who are you? Like, what, what, what are you... What are you standing for? What are you finding yourself really gravitating toward as, like, I, I know who I am in, in at least some ways? Yeah. Well... That line doesn't come from, you know, not knowing, like, what I stand for or, sure, or yeah, yeah, yeah. my morals. It comes from a celebration of that. Like, I mm. don't think we should know who we are, you know. Yeah. I'm, like, always growing and evolving and, you know, learning new things. And here we are in January, and I have a whole year to look back on what I learned, you know. And, like, I just want, I think that should continue. And I think that we don't you know, give enough credit to our journey. You know, I used to look back on like moments in my life where I'm like, uh, that wasn't a really good version of myself. And, yeah. but why when I've like, you know, made it here and I'm, I'm someone who I like today. Mm. And I think it stands strong that I still don't know who I am, but yeah, I don't really, don't really ever want to know fully. I always want to keep guessing. Yeah. Honoring process is like a very, like that's like what a therapist would uh, would appreciate of like being able to honor past selves is like I, I I feel like growing up is often like constant shame of past selves sometimes when it could you could view it the other way of being like well I know better now and the previous me brought me here so I could say thank you rather than like always being ashamed of the previous me. Yeah, have empathy on your yeah. on your younger self. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. point. We gotta look back and learn from our mistakes and appreciate that Axe body spray. Put it in a frame, <laughs> exactly. sniff it every once in a while. That's the smell of progress. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
exactly. the after stench of it leaving being, being the progress cards yeah. <laughs> i want to revisit goals uh because you mentioned that you're hungry what are some goals that you still have moving forward right now goals for music would be to you can also say other things as well other other life goals oh sure i just want to keep writing and keep surrounding myself by inspiring people and that's about it just try and keep around good people because i feel like there's all types of people in this this world and industry and yeah it's been good to kind of meet people who kind of feel the same way or fuel different ideas and chasing art really where are you finding good people these days where everybody else does the internet craigslist the no. internet oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, i don't know it's like we aren't really finding new people right we're like locked in yeah i guess through art like that's why we have to keep making this art we need like to connect with people however way we can even yeah. though they feel so far i recently realized that good people are found through uh personal references yeah so anytime i find somebody like nick for instance who i think is amazing yeah immediately i'm just wondering like seeing everybody like who are the people that he's tagging like who is he physically with frequently yeah <laughs> and how can i contact those people <laughs> Yeah. And I'm doing doing that kind of wherever I meet people, being like, who's the person that I'm like really obsessed with? And then how can I view everybody that surrounds them? Because like yeah. they are being made by all the people surrounding them. So like how do you how do you view like the actual source code? For uh, sure. We are the company we keep. Yeah, so it's been a yeah, it's been a really sweet, sweet way of meeting people and um yeah, this podcast has been like one of the weird ways of like actually making friends in the last few years. Last few questions for you. Advice for music careers. What's you can answer either best advice or worst advice that you've oh. received about your music career. Either one. You can go positive or negative. Well, that I've received. Has anyone given me bad advice? <laughs> I'm sure, right? <laughs> have they? Gosh. <laughs> have I asked? <laughs> people give advice all the time for they like do. no reason people used I must to always tune it out i'm yeah <laughs> seems seems like you have a strong internal voice <laughs> i see advice coming i'm like boom, boom yeah it's out, just out. turned off your ears <laughs> no um i would say i got really good advice like when i was making my songs in london with um the producer bullying i worked with and like i would i would be like oh this song's only got four chords you know like maybe we can like write a change or something and then he would be like stop worrying about the chords you know like mm -hmm. you wrote the song the song is good and there's only so many chords you know <laughs> right so it was like i was like feeling self-conscious about certain things and he was like that's irrelevant you know mm -hmm. I don't know i feel like that advice just goes to like lean into like what you do best and like don't like concern yourself with the nitty-gritty i guess other question books book influences uh any books in particular authors 
that have really interested you or uh, meant a lot to you in the last couple of years? Yes. So have you heard of Ocean Vong? No. So he's a, a writer and a poet. His books have been really amazing. A new book that's coming out, like I think in a month or a couple months called Time is a Mother. And I'm waiting for mine in the mail right now. Cool. So I'll be able to read that soon. But his last book, uh, On Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous, is kind of like life-changing for me. And then, That's a really um, cool title. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's a beautiful book. And then I just picked up this book called Of Sound Relations, and it's kind of dissecting the music theory behind indigenous music and like you know where our music sounds like originated and how we're using them modern day and kind of like the stories behind that and it's like woo, it's pretty pretty interesting it's called of sound relations and i don't remember the author right now cool is it like really heady or is it like like that um, th that sounds very technical hold on i have it right here okay <laughs> it does sound scary but it's like totally like it's not very thick and it's got sure, like sure. images in it and um it's got like archive talking about like sound archives of performance yeah it's really okay so it's by jessica Bisset peria it says native ways of doing music history in alaska so this is big this is for alaska wow. music so it's like really cool that is very specific yes um yeah, do yeah. you do you pull musical influence from native like ancient native alaskan people well it's not ancient we're still here we're still making music today sure but yeah, yeah yes um i mean that is my culture that's what i grew up with and yeah but are there yeah, like well, bands that like that you could like pull up on youtube and like hear what that sound would be for like sure for sure and for sure got, you know i'm like a modern day you know native artist but we've got like you know old school native music and like still using our drums you know made of seal skin whale skin so we're still cool. using these instruments i uh i interviewed a gal from transylvania and she was telling me about like old old transylvanian music and the like there, there are just certain melodies that like exist within different cultures from like mm -hmm. a long time ago i interviewed a jewish gal who like put me on to like like really really old jewish tunes um, is if I was to look up like your your favorite something very cool from from this genre, like what 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 should I be typing into Google? You, you mean for like modern day artists or like I would say it, it, it could be modern, but like I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You should look up Bamula. Can you spell local. it? Yeah. So it's. I want to make sure I spell it correctly. It's with a P. Uh, I'll just link you later. Okay, cool. Also, have you heard of the um, like DJ? I think they're a duo, a tribe called Red. No, they're called a tribe called Red. Yeah, so listen to that because they're modern day, but they're using a lot of old school sounds like drums and everything, and then they're like mixing them and. They use like a lot of the like vocals and it's very cool stuff. Cool. So cool. look them up I'll, and then, but they're not local to Alaska. I wanted to tell you that local one, which is Bamua, but I'll add it in post. Really cool. big onto your face. <laughs> cool. 
Well, awesome. That was that's pretty much all the all the questions that I had for you. I really appreciate it. Uh, I really like the music that you're making. I also got to hear some of the music that you're gonna put out. Oh, also, wow. okay. I also dig that. So, um, do we have a release date on the new? Not EP? yet, no. But um, okay, you know something might be coming soon at the end of this month. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just say, I don't know, and then say, yes, at the end of this month. <laughs> I don't I know, it. but, you know, before it. February, for sure. Yeah, see, I'm not good at secrets. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, thank you for taking your time. I actually listened to some of your tunes, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're killing it. Appreciate you're it. storyteller, and yeah, I like it. I'm uh I'm hoping to work with um Red Giraffe, um Jimmy and um those yes. those guys. Yeah, so I I have a call uh, I think like next Sunday set up uh, with them. You you said in the in this interview like it's not where you are, it's who you're with. And I'm trying to find like it sounds like you have those people where you're like I'm I'm with the people I want to be with making what I want to make and I'm trying to find those people and have no idea where to start. So I'm just like pulling on threads and seeing like what's working out. So I'm 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 curious to see what uh what what Jimmy and I might be able to do. Oh, um, you'll do amazing things. Those those guys rock. Mm-hmm.